0: um hello um irie how are you
1: hey hi hi i'm all right thank you lisa i'm fine and nice. how are you i'm good thanks it's lovely to finally sort of
0: talk to you um i've heard so much about you through our friend our mutual friend julie um and you're going to you're going to tell us some poets some poems there's also there's one poem um, which was it's been made into like a short field film called um, I only want a hug and um, that's fantastic um, I've, I've, I'm going to share that uh, for people to see on my blog anyway so um, that's an amazing um, poem and uh, would you like to read out one of your other poems um, which one would you like to start off with I quite I really like uh, the yes. open um, Tears actually
1: you can start with that if you want to uh, the Postman. Side. Yeah. Is, is that what Yeah, okay. So yeah, this uh, this uh, poem I wrote after, uh, this really, you know, ha- happened to our postman. So, and uh, I spoke to him and then I came inside the house and I thought, okay, I must write this poem and post it on our South End uh, Poetry Facebook. So it goes, the way it goes is, our postman's tears, I hear my little box flap click, down drop the mail, brown, white, pastel, envelopes of all colors, bills, statements, journals, letters from friends I'm eager to read, unwanted junk mail I hate to sort. Through the misty window, I see his distinctive red jacket moving fast, The heavy hump on his back, house to house, door to door. Like an athlete on a power walk, he moves swiftly like a busy bee. Rain, snow, hail does not stop him. The scorching summer sunshine bleaches his skin. He marches on, delivering the mail. On his solitary journey, carrying out his duty. The lockdown was lonely. We had to stay at home. We clapped for the niches. We applauded the key workers. How lonely is our postie. How can I say thank you? With my little hamper, I run after him. Panting and puffing, I catch up with him. He holds my present close to his chest. His eyes well up and his cheeks turn red. Tears stream down his sunburned cheeks. I'm ever so sorry to upset you, I say. Thank you for your kindness. I have the story for you, he says. Yesterday a mugger tried to nick my mail. The bully's thuggery and onslaught boasts to know well. He pulled me and he pushed me. Like a rag doll, he tossed me. The valiant warrior inside me jumped out and hit back. He was a coward. Ran off, not looking back. I was saddened, shaken, but proud and triumphant. I learned the vicious, selfish nature of mankind. I cried a tear for the worst of humanity. Today, I see the compassion of mankind. I cry a tear for the best of humanity. Thank you, he smiles. Have a good day, i wave. Aww.
0: That's a true story. It's lovely. Thank you. Oh, yeah. and that's not that's that's not that's a small part of your charity because you're very charitable, aren't you? <clears throat> and your husband. Can um, so mm-hmm. you tell me how you know you you grew up in Sri Lanka? Can you tell me a little bit bit more about yourself?
1: Yes. Yeah. I was born in and grew up in Sri Lanka, and it's uh, one of those in little islands at the you know right at uh, the bottom of India. And um, then I went to school there, and we have like three communities: Sinhalese, Tamils, and Muslims. So I come from the Sinhalese community. So we have a, our own native language as well. And then I went to university there, and all throughout, like from about year, from year nine, I did like science, chemistry, physics, biology, maths. And I did a little bit of languages. We had to do languages and maths, it was compulsory. Then I went to university and um, and I did chemistry as my uh, specialized in chemistry. Then I worked in research and it was plant, like biochemistry and uh, botany both together. It's uh, um, because Sri Lanka is, exports rubber and uh, it's that Institute there, Rubber Research Institute, and then 1987. I mean, I did my masters, and mm-hmm. then I um, in 1987 I came to uh, England to Scotland, really. Just oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's my time in Sri Lanka, and uh, so in when you when you grew up in Sri Lanka. When we were kids, I think it must have been the same here as well. We didn't have much like you know things to buy. Like you know, if we didn't have birthday cards, all you know, full of shops or dresses, nice dresses off the shelf. So we had to learn to make things, artwork, um, draw Chris, Christmas cards, um, birthday cards. So I was quite interested in art as well and writing um, verses in the birthday cards. And we had to write letters. So we didn't have a choice. There was no email, no text. So okay. I think, you know, we were made to write and my mother made sure that we read a lot. Um, so I think that's where my writing interest came, I think. Writing art, you know, doing artistic things, sewing, lots of little, little artistic, creative things.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks, then <laughs> So you, moved, you met your husband in, did
1: you meet him in Scotland? No, no, no. I met him in Sri Lanka. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, he's also Sri Lankan. He, he's Sri Lankan, so. And then you moved to Scotland with him? Uh, he grew up here. Oh, but, he, but, you know, they come and go, isn't it? Like, he grew up here as a, he came here when he was 13 years old. But he did his a levels, O-levels, A-levels, and university education here. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so, so, but, you know, at a family wedding, that's when we met.
0: <laughs> I see. So you were a volunteer for a UK registered, you, you are a, a, a volunteer for a UK registered um, Sri Lankan charity called Hellasara. Sarah. Hellas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, was that the one that um, mm-hmm. I went to the charity evening for at yes. the school? Yes. it
1: was. Ah, oh, OK. That's right. Yes, at that time, um, I was um, in the Parents' Association and your friend Julie, we both of us were together. Uh, So, you know, we thought, okay, we'll do something novel because, you know, fundraising, it'll be easy to have two communities together. Also, it'll be nice for South End Boys School to do something with another community. So, Julie and I decided, okay, we will organise this East Meets West where... Uh, also, my ch- my my boys are at that time. My son was the head boy at the school, and but they got a brilliant jazz band. Yeah, and uh, Southern High School for boys. So we thought if we get this jazz band and Western music, and we do the eastern side of food and decorations, maybe eastern style or whatever, we can have a nice East meets West night. And uh, the parents association, then some of the governors um and uh, so it became a really successful event and um so yeah that's the one you uh, um came to and Yeah. uh, yeah Uh, so we organized that. But um, as I was in the parents' association from the time, my eldest son, who is a doctor now, uh, he um, entered uh, university uh, school, Southern High School for Boys. I was in the parents' association with Julie. Yes. And um, we, I always did the curry stall, which is, became very popular. It was at the um, um, summer fate. And until my second son left school, I did that. And uh, yeah, we helped the school a lot doing little, fun, um, so many band dances. I did East meets West, we did Asian food and band dance. And so, you know, we did quite a few fundraising events and curry stalls. And so that's what I did in the school. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you're raising money for the people
0: in Sri Lanka. On one of the, one of the subjects, one of the uh, things you're raising money for, the people who, who get CKD um yes
1: kidney, yes chronic yes. kidney disease and yeah. it's quite prevalent over there isn't it it is it is a huge problem i think over oh, about 20 000 people have died over the years i don't have the statistic at the moment but uh, a lot of oh, it doesn't mean i mean it was spotted about like you know, five six years ago before that uh, people did not know we don't know the kidney the reason for this kidney disease still it's not identified but yeah. people think the pesticides have gone into the water table and it mixed with the hard water areas that causes this kidney problem
0: you know my husband's got ckd oh, uh, right. and his his dad has as well but it came out um, earlier with with my husband um oh i'm so sorry uh-huh. yeah so i'm not exactly not exactly sure why either And um, yeah, it's a a bit of a mystery, but he has to. He has to have, you know, he's not a really bad state. Hopefully, well, not Mm. at the moment, but he has to have uh, medication for it. So yeah, I was quite interested, you know, wondering what the reason was why they all suffered from CKD. Yeah,
1: this is.
0: I think I'd be interested in
1: know. This is called chronic kidney disease. Yeah unknown origin uh, because it uh, the there are farmers in the hill country where this fresh water they don't get it they use the same pesticides but this is mostly majority maybe 95 percent in the areas where there's hard water so it's a big puzzle even now but Mm, it's mostly the young farmers who work on the farms.
0: Yeah, and, and, my,
1: my and they are mostly rice rice growing farms. So there's a lot of water. They got to like you know, they they work with a lot of water. They use a lot of water, and so we nobody knows. They think it's the pesticides and these all these poisonous cadmium and other um, uh, metals that went into the water table, but. Nobody's come up with the perfect answer so far. Mm,
0: yeah. It's one of the things that the money's sent there to help them, isn't it? And yes. various other yeah. reasons as well, but it's all on, I've had a look on the website and uh, you are you're all do an amazing
1: job to help
0: these people.
1: Yes, thank you. We have, we have we're all volunteers and this is the 25th year this year. Uh, so it started with like 10 people. I you, and still there's only about 10 Executive committee and you know we, we um yeah so um, we do like fundraising events, walking dinner dances, musical events, and we got uh, members who, especially our student education program where uh, we uh, we provide uh, we give money to uh, monthly allowance to school students mm. and school children. Uh, to buy their uniforms their shoes you know other things for the school and these are a lot of very poor children from very remote villages sometimes in towns or the towns also have poor people yeah so um, so sometimes their problems are worse because mm. villagers they live on from the land and they don't have many expensive electricity or bills water they you pull it out from the well but towns they've got water bills, electricity bills so there's poor people everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, so we give a scholarship to these children until they finish school and when they finish school if they get to university then again we help them at university, we increase the grant until they qualify and uh, so this has brought in amazing results because um, children who would never think that they will go to university or they will drop out because and go to help on the farms so, these children have gone to university, qualified, you know, better themselves, gone back to the village, helped the other students, shown them it's not just the village. You don't have to be hidden there. Yeah. You can come out, there's a different world out there. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was amazing. There's one village where, that we, we, we helped this girl and she was the first graduate from that, it's a it's a huge area. A lot of villages scattered around. We, this is the first girl who went to university. This is when, when we, our first batch of students, this is 25 years ago, not 25. We started the student ed- education grant, I think in 2006 or something. Then, um, yes, that she was the first graduate to graduate from that village.
0: Oh, brilliant. So. <laughs> yeah. you so proud um, so one of the poems that got turned into a film um well into a short film was it and it was inspired by your son um so tell me a little bit about that you know your your, your son's a junior doctor and he's he's worked all the way through since the beginning of the coronavirus and uh, before and on the front line
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My son wouldn't come home because, you know, there was no vaccine at that time. There was no answers. So he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't come home. We didn't see it. He was working in Surrey, and, you know, we didn't see him at all. And it was, and I was also so worried. When he didn't answer the phone, I was really worried because has he got COVID, he can't, you know, because like young people are falling in and you know, young people are dying as well. Mm. Not, the statistics was very low but still it is a worry for a parent when your child does not answer the phone yeah he was tired and he was fast asleep or you know sometimes these children they just don't unless they want something they don't call so but you know as a parent I was so worried yeah And, um, and then you know he was he wouldn't come home because he was so scared like even when I say okay, after I had the first vaccine, I said you can come home now. But he said no, I'm not. You don't know the impact of this, and so and I didn't force him. Um, so he only came home uh, because because he could come home because you know like to look after parents or whatever. But he did not come. And uh, later on, he came because he had to take a few office certificates or whatever. Still, he would not like come anywhere near us. He just this yes. so many metres <laughs> apart. and so he, it, it, he um you know
0: he he had to go to work and he he, he couldn't he couldn't touch anybody he had to sort of be wear a mask and um yeah the yeah ear. and it, it obviously couldn't see you so it's called um I only want a hug isn't it it's a yes. and it's, yeah and it didn't did it, <laughs> <it's, laughs> you, you have a conversation with
1: him so, No, the thing is, you know, like my, when you ask our children, oh, it's it's all right, it's a job. That's how they say. They will never complain. Yeah. So, um, whenever I ask, how are you? Are you all right? You know, how is work? Oh, well, it's it's part of the job. So, I can't get much out of him. So, and then, but then, um, the doctors get this medicine, British Medical Journal. Yeah, with that comes a magazine called the Doctor. So I, you know, I read anything and everything, whether it's Doctor or not. I read. So I thought, okay, I'll just read it. And um, so there was this article of a um, medic. I don't know if it's a doctor or a nurse, but I vaguely I remember it was a nurse in these uh, blue um, scrubs, and um, he was explaining what he does in the hospital because at that time um, initially there wasn't enough PPE and then they were so scared and then they were the when a patient is sick they had to look after they were the doctor but to the um, family they were the counselor or the male and then um, they were they themselves are so drained of these long shifts and he went home and he could not go anywhere near his family. Yeah. So this was his story. Then I don't know this, I only want to have, came to my head, that phrase. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I just wrote this poem and I, uh, and uh, um, BBC Radio Essex, they were uh, doing last month, like Key Workers Poems theme last yeah. month. So I just thought, okay, I'll just pop- upload it, you know. Yeah, and I got a call from the producer Adam. Or oh, we like your poem, and they will uh, read it out, and we want to talk to you about it. Mm. So yeah, so then um, I, although I, I, I had this idea of making a video clip out of it because I had seen a nice video clip, um, Michael Rosen's poem. So some, uh, something like on um, YouTube. Yeah, that was a really nice. So I thought, sh- nice. I, I really like to make a, a. a clip like this. So my son is very musical. I've both boys. He's my younger son. He's an engineering student. So, and he, he's got uh, uh, friends from the jazz band and he's got friends from the music in his university. So I asked him and he said, okay, I'll get a, my, one of my friends who can recite very well, Lee, mm-hmm. And then uh, his friend Harley, will doing a film degree. And I hardly had a friend who is doing a music degree. He's a very good pianist yeah. and a musician. So we yeah. all got together, and so we thought, okay, we'll make this clip. And um, so that's what happened. Yes. Then, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yes. So if, I think if people want to Google, I only want to hug. They could find it on YouTube, couldn't they? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I'll I'll send the link as well. That's fabulous. Um, you also did another poem related to. Coronavirus, and um, you had to explain the finer details to me. <laughs> Whereas, yes. like my son, he would have got it straight away. Would you like to read that poem out about the bubble? Yes. Do you want to tell me what is um underlying meaning first, or, or is it no, better? no? See, if, uh, I think read read it first and see if pe- people and, um, can understand <laughs> themselves
1: <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the reason I wrote this poem was um um um. Um, I entered um, one of my poems um, to this one of these competitions and I didn't win anything but um, the winning poem I read read it and I did not understand anything at all and uh, because the poem had underlying meaning and uh, so I posted it on our Facebook group and said, Can you That's somebody? South End
0: Poetry me. Facebook group, isn't it? South End South Latin Latin Poetry, yes. There. Yes,
1: sorry, yeah. And uh, because, you know, there are a lot of like experienced poets there, and can you please somebody decode this? So one of our poets, called Adam Green, He he immediately said, This is what it means. And it was really nice meaning. So I tried to copy it a little bit, but not completely, because people who read my poems are just normal people like me. (laughs) So they have to understand, otherwise they can't enjoy it. But, you know, this I thought, I tweak it a little bit, but Mm. I think I'm sure like a lot of people will understand what I mean.
0: Yes, I'm sure, Mm. I'm sure. You say it, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. And if not, Um. I will explain after.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's called Bubbles. A solitary, melancholy bubble. It moved, it creeped, It swayed left to right, forwards and backwards. The musty, moldy, compact dust slithered down its smooth surface. The long-suffering waiting wiped off. The bubble sparkled. The luminous hope of liberty come by at last. The vicious, infectious shackles that held the bubble a prisoner, weighed it down, locked it up, broke away one by one. The resistance victorious. The bubble lifted and gingerly floated away into the great outdoors. To fly away anywhere, wherever the wind carried it. Bubbles, more bubbles everywhere, drifting free. The daylight cradled the bobbing bubbles. Their convex surfaces diffused the beams into an array of bright colors, creating a radiant dance, the dance of connection. Mothers, fathers, children, families, friends, lovers. What a great jubilation! Thanks to the vaccination. Freedom at last. Uh-huh. Bubbles, patient wait in anticipation. The bubbles touch, pop.
0: <laughs> get, you get at the end, you get it. At the end, yes, yeah. Um, and it's about the little bubbles we're in, isn't it? Until yes. we to touch each other because of because of COVID, yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> And also, like the shackles means the virus that locks, lock down. So without using the lockdown, that is it, like inhaled it down and locked it up. And so I just mixed these words, like rather than using directly lockdown. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, the resistance means the vaccine rather than uh, like a resistant immune, immune resistance. So using.
0: <laughs> it's a bit like um. And the other thing I can compare it to is uh, like "Ring a Ring of Roses," yeah. um, which is all about the Black Death and the children. They sort of they sing yeah. innocently, don't they? And they all fall down, and yes, sort of and yeah. that's a deeper meaning. But it's yes. a, so it, it's it's similar to that. but, <laughs> it, but, it, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. The recording <laughs> you sent me sounded beautiful too. <laughs> Um, uh, and the other, the, Another project you do is the um, Breakfast Programme, this is yeah. in Sri Lanka as well, the Farmers 90s, so do you want to tell me a bit about that?
1: Yes, the Breakfast Programme started because you know like all these farmers who are sick with this kidney disease, they live in very remote villages, there's only one big hospital for that area. So they have to come. They They have to be dialyzed. Sometimes, sometimes you know, this dialysis is, is basically you know. Sometimes you think about it, prolonging the agony rather than letting them die. But but you know, they want to keep them alive as long as possible until you know they find a kidney. So it's not like here, like you know, dialysis patients have a lot of facilities, and you know, somebody will go and get them if necessary. They have to. These people have to get up early in the morning. Come this long journey and there are no buses, so they got to get a tuk-tuk, the three-wheeler. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that cost them money. And so when they come uh, to the hospital, they are very, very, they are already malnourished and they're hungry, they are tired. So go to a dialysis process is so hard. So we were approached by the really it's my husband's uncle, who is from that area, said there is a problem. Can you all help? So we went to the hospital, and there are a few doctors in our executive committee of our herosyllabic charity. So my husband is one person, and this, the secretary is also a doctor. So we got together, and so we went there. I also went there. And um, so they decided okay, we got to give them a breakfast. It's a rice packet, so a fruit pasta. It's a pack. And then uh, we provide water there because the water was the main cause, they think, for this kidney disease. Mm, So, um, so they have a clean water filter where people are given water and apart from Sundays when the machines are clean, all the other days, the uh, morning um, dialysis patients, uh, I think there are about 40 patients and uh, they are given a, a rice parcel and access to clean water. Yeah. and that costs 20 pounds a day so so we uh, raised money for that yeah um, and uh, we had a music we had musical shows then we got other donors and sometimes in when there are birthdays um, and death anniversaries, people in Sri Lanka you know who are here like Sri Lankan people they like to donate money for like they take that in my child's birthday or my child mother's death anniversary so they i'll take one day so we fill up the yeah with all these donations and the money we have whatever the rest we use the our results and uh, so uh, so that has been going on for the past about six years and which is you know the doctor said this is a real lifeline
0: oh, that's really good. So, so this is all this is actually that's Hello Sarana.
1: Hello Sarana means Hela is Sri Lankan, like you know. Sarana is like you uh, look after people. Oh, okay. So the whole, that's the meaning of that. In um, the uh, yeah, you, you you look after uh, the Sri Lankans. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. ah, so you and your husband are on the executive committee, and yes. he is the vice president.
1: And, that's right. Um,
0: yes. Yes. My husband, I mean, Julie, also told me that um, in the coronavirus last year at the beginning, you you were making things to help people, weren't you? In this country, I believe, was it? Um, was it? Yes. Like face masks.
1: Face. Oh, yes. We did a lot. Yeah, uh, my because um, there was a radiologist, uh, one of my husbands, but she uh, got involved with this. Uh, um, one of the uh, um, Julie Gooding, who is, um, I think, uh, she's a counsellor, uh, mm-hmm. Julie Pudding, she's on Facebook, uh, which, uh, Rochford, I think. So anyway, Julie did a lot of work and uh, because there were there was a need for scrubs uh, uh, for the staff, uh, mm-hmm. caps, um, uh, scrub caps yeah. and uh, then visors. So initially, uh, some company, they donated the bits and the pieces for the visors, so we had to fix it. So we've put together about thousand visors. What happened was, two of us and my youngest son mm-hmm. and also two friends came here on holiday from Sri Lanka and they couldn't go they got stuck because they got okay. caught in the lockdown so all five of us we had they had this belt like production belt one puts one strap the other one puts the other clip so you know it went round and the other one puts the vice or the clear sheet so we and we had a box and we stacked it up and every day it was going to the hospital and then I made an appeal on uh, Facebook and um, can you give us any bed sheets, pillowcases, any cloth you have left? We can make scraps, uh, caps, yeah. and uh, scrubs. Uh, so there was a huge response. People gave me so many sheets, old sheets, flowerish ones, stripes, you know, plain colors. So what I did was, uh, yeah, so I then I got, I made an appeal on uh, Facebook. If anybody can sew please can you help me so what I did was I made the pattern like you know you had to make a paper pattern yeah and so I so uh yeah so I looked on YouTube and how to make scrub caps and did loads of homework and make this paper pattern and one I made one or two to see how it works Julia um, uh, this doctor also she gave me a sample but well, we came up with a better sample <laughs> and uh, so so I saw it. I tried it, and then I went with the paper pattern. I, you know, dropped sheets, all the cloth, and the patterns with people who volunteered. So there was a group of ladies making scrub caps in Southend.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I do. I, I wish I could. I have got a sewing machine, but I'm I'm, I'm really useless. And uh-huh. um, I did make some masks for me and my husband at the beginning. And when I look back at the photographs. It looks like we're wearing a pair of pants on our face. <laughs> it looks really bad. So, it's just a, That's one of the skills you learn in
1: Sri Lanka, isn't it? Yes, I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, I could not say, to be honest, I could not save so to save my life. And uh, also, you know, because we did a lot of, we were in the science tree. We didn't have needlework work or anything. We had been little, but I didn't like it at that time. But um, my mother, my mother is a head teacher. She was right. a head teacher. And then, you know, she had a friend who was her good friend who was a head teacher there. She came to England and she was in Middlesex. She was working in a school for um, uh, children with learning difficulties. So whenever she came to Sri Lanka, she got this, there was a, manga, a catalog called Oxendale. I don't know if that you can remember. Like the Little Woods catalog. This name was Opsendale. Oh, I heard yeah. of she used to bring this. And uh, because my mother liked nice clothes so i used to turn the pages and you can't get them in sri lanka so i thought i have learned to make it so i went to so, no. <laughs> so you, so
0: you learned in england you learn how to sew and sew machine in england
1: no no this is in sri lanka when i was when i was doing a levels that time you you, you like all these nice cotton clothes and um, so i what i did was after my a levels i just before university there was about three months four months cap and i went to a dressmaking class and i learned very quickly because i could do freehand and i was like i had this creative streak. i could yeah. figure out how to make mix and match cloth and things like that so um so that's so i used to look at this so that's how i learned to sew that's where my interest and then my daughter was little i was really because you know when you are a little girl you really want to sew things for the girl and um so I've got a little granddaughter, I'm waiting to make some dresses. She's got loads of dresses, but I want to make some dresses for her with all these different matched, you know, circles, stripes, stars. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> so that's how I learned, yeah. And there was a, a reason you joined Scarfree Foundation, a British research charity. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, when my daughter was one year old, she put a cup of tea on her chest and, you know, she burnt herself. And you know we had to take her to hospital, and then she was all right, but she had skin graft, and you know she had scar, she had scars. So and she didn't get the best treatment, and we didn't get the best advice, even including my husband being in the NHS. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so when I was researching into like you know scar revision and you know how to, I came across this Calfrey Foundation. It's a bit like Katie Piper's foundation, but this is a research foundation. Mm-hmm. Where they are trying to use uh, the plasters, the medication, the other techniques to, uh, in a generation to scars to heal without scarring.
0: Mm.
1: And they come up with this new plaster, which is, you know, transparent plaster, a new technique, new technology. And so they're doing a lot of research, cleft palette, And uh, so so I joined, I, I just, you know, applied. As I said, I, feel, I like to be a volunteer. And so, and they, they're called ambassadors. So I'm one of them. And uh, we have like Zoom meetings. And um, at the moment we haven't like, been able to meet because I just joined just before COVID started. Uh, so and so they do a lot of research work, and and also like you know after the Easter bombing in, bombings in Sri Lanka, there are lots of children, young people, even older people who have got disfigurement. Mm-hmm. So um, so um, and my uh, my brother's uh, wife's cousin is a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. So I suggested there are a lot of techniques here. Why don't we all get together and do something for the people? They are also introduced or um, some specialist country in there because none of these things are there. But he is also very passionate about this. He wants to send somebody who came with injuries, like scar-free. So he said, yes, yeah, if you can, you know, we will get together and do something. One thing here, and if that knowledge can be given uh, to the doctors there or anywhere because this is something that you know, a lot of people don't think about. You are here and just go home. After that, there are lots of you know, the impact is terrible and people don't think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I want to, uh, so, so during the COVID times, like you know, I just, I don't know, I happened to write like three children's stories. I don't know why I did it even. i I like telling one thing is my about my granddaughter and so you know and so it it became a story and i wrote a story for the granddaughter for christmas as a christmas present to start with i made up a story i got together with the other grandma she's an artist so i said can you draw some pictures and i'll make up a story so we made a little book for her yeah. Mm, uh, and I posted it on my I read it and posted it on my Facebook page uh, it was a little story for about my little granddaughter Paul Jaya but her coming to South then planting seeds and the plants growing and the pictures were done by um, father's mother who is Jackie so you know both of us so illustrations by Jackie and written by me so we made a little book for her and I got it pre- <laughs> published and posted it. She's little, but you know, later on, she will like it. And with, with her pictures. Then, then I said, I thought, okay, I'll write these stories, little, little stories. And so I thought, you know, and then people keep telling me, you know, why don't you, without making your poems disappear on Facebook, just put it as an anthology. Oh yeah. So, uh, so I thought, okay, I will do it. Um, I will choose the best ones and ask my friends what are the good ones. And maybe but I will do it for a charity. Yes. Like, to, yeah. Um put all
0: your parents together as an anthology and raise money for the Scarfree Foundation.
1: Yes, and part yeah. well yeah, part of it is for that. Yeah. And part of it is for Hellasad It will be like, you know, I'll because I've got about three or four now because um uh, my there are two illustrators in Sri Lanka. They're young girls, but they're very good in art. Yeah. So we, we have got together, they are doing the illustrations and I've written the story. So they keep like, so it's quite interesting because, you know, like nowadays, WhatsApp, they send the pictures, we look at it, discuss it. And one girl does it on this, um, uh, she does digital, what is called, uh, you know, the, uh, i not iPad, it's it's a drawing pad. Uh, she just, she can Photoshop and things. You yeah. can, but the other one does oil paintings. And, she, so um, so I thought, okay, you know, I'll do it with these kids. And also we do, uh, my husband and I, and now our charity is helping. We have, uh, we started a school, it's about 10 years now, over 10 years, mm-hmm. for the mentally handicapped in Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. And so it's a center, not a school, it's a center. Yes. So I can, you know, part of the money, I can, with one book, I can raise money for that. And the other one mm-hmm. for this, so... <laughs> so
0: I got all I don't know. I got to live to do all these things. <laughs> you do amazing. You do an amazing job, and <laughs> it's great that you can use your creativity and uh, and also raise money as well for charity. Yes, yes, that's true. Happiness, happiness. <laughs> oh. So, um, so Southland Poetry Club. That's where you, you know, you you started to. First of all, you were meeting and then it all, had, all became online, didn't it? And this is when you, I think you gained yeah. a lot more confidence from that because you got everyone's comments, didn't you? When you put your poems online as well.
1: So. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. initially, yeah, Southern Poetry Group. Hey, you know, I didn't know about this. but you know, I, I googled and it didn't come up instantly. Now, of course, it's coming up, I think. It didn't come up. So I had to look, search a lot to find out you know, what this is about. Mm. And... Uh, Uh, So then, yeah, so very (laughs) very hesitant, I went there the first day, and uh, they were really nice, very friendly, and they used to have, like, uh, poetry workshops, and uh, some, like, um, 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 famous poets come and reading, they come and read their poems, or also uh, authors, they come and uh, showcase their books. Um, Yeah, so I... I yeah, it was really, really nice uh, to start with. And then, um, uh, so I, I managed to drag another friend of mine as well. To, uh, uh, she also came um, with me. So there's two of us. And then, um, then yeah. Yeah, after the, yeah. Do you have to uh, leave yourself in to belong to it? No, 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 no. Oh, I okay. don't, not, not only, um, I don't think, because I know, I have seen people, um, be, because of this Facebook page, yeah, people are requesting a lot of maybe these groups stopped, and uh, there are people who have joined uh, our poetry group asking, you know, can we join our group? And I have that been has said yes. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. So I don't think like you know, I'm I'm pretty sure like if you are interested, if you send a request like mm. to the admin, yeah, I'm pretty sure they will like love to have um, more. I'd people. like.
0: I'd like- I'm not sure if I can add anything, but it'd be lovely to read all the poetry.
1: Yeah, I, it yeah. Is, I'm pretty sure um, you don't have to be a member to access it, I think. It's okay. It's for everybody. If you Google South Poetry Group, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you get it because my husband, he's not a member, but he managed to uh, read poems on that.
0: Oh, we will do. Yeah. I found it actually. I've just found it on Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to see if they'll accept me. I'll join and see. they never know, they might accept me. But <laughs> 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 I don't live in Southend.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that's a critical thing. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, because um, it's sex. It's, it's, but you, you're in Bassett, aren't you?
0: I'm, yeah. No, I'm not actually. I've written two books about Bassedon, but I'm actually in Ransom Heath. Um, oh. I only lived in Bassedon for about a year. And that, I was about four years old then, but um, I lived in Wickford for many years. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, oh, it's been lovely speaking to you. Yeah, thank you very much for you know having
1: me and thinking of. About...
0: Well, you're, you're to, you know, it's it's a pleasure, and you you do amazing things, and it's um, Julie's always saying how wonderful you are, and it's lovely to actually talk to you.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks, 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 thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate, um, yeah. Oh, you're thinking about me and wanting to talk to me. <laughs> um,
0: oh, thank you very much. Well, I will I will talk to you again, I hope. And I'll come, sure. I'll come to one of your fundraising things, that's for sure. Sure.
1: Thank you. Okay. Thank, you. Thanks. Yes, thank
0: you. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>